Dwight, start the episode! Hello and welcome to this episode, uh, the, this 2023 edition of No Refunds. Um, my name is Dwight, and joining me this week is <laughs> Tiffany and Brian and Alex. Okay, is everybody happy? We have started the episode proper. Yeah, that was yes. really good. I think that's keepable. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought I liked yours as well. There is a lost uh, 15 minutes of Brian doing an intro that is now <laughs> gone to the ether. Um, I got but, very angry about it because it's I, my first episode in a long time. You have to, to do it right. Tiffany gets real time. angry when we break from tradition. You have to keep the formula. I get angry when we stick to tradition, which is why it's taken so long to do this again. <laughs> we, do, we do one episode a year now. Yeah, but only because I get mad about keeping any kind of schedule or tradition. Okay, fair. It's fair enough. But that's what we love about you. So that's that's why we've kept you around. Because you keep us uh, fresh and reinventing the formula. Keeps us honest. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so it's been uh, a minute since we've done this. I, I was talking with Alex earlier about whether or not I should do a joke about having like a bunch like pretend that we've just been continuing this for the last year and a half or however long it's been and uh, i got the impression that that would not have been that funny because i do not have the comedic chops to pull it off um, his exact words so what kind of joke uh, are you tell? i don't think i said it exactly like that but i knew that's how you would take it you also didn't say it you typed it sorry what he didn't, say it, he, I, he didn't say it he typed it Oh, that's I think the only problem I can see with it is like, I think you would have pitched it straight, like straight faced, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the rest of us could pull off like following the straight face. <laughs> like, I think the rest of us would have ruined it very quickly and then it wouldn't have been like a bit. I think I could, <laughs> I think I could have maintained the joke for like 30 seconds and then I would have cracked <laughs> and made it not funny. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. that's yeah. we are. That's fair. Our last episode. Was, I think our last episode I did. Yes, was it was a Tiffany Alone episode called Sticky and Stony Festy, which was released on June 15th of last year. So I guess it hasn't been exactly a year. And before that, it was April 26th with Comeback Ability. Oh, so. geez. Yeah. So it's almost been. So it's only, it hasn't been quite a year yet. Can I remind myself, was Comeback Ability. The one that we talked about, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It was. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, part of the why I wanted to mention that is just because, like, we're now coming back around to, like, it getting recognized by other people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the award I, program I and everything. I think the Oscars are tomorrow, question mark? Yeah. Yes, they are. I love that uh, Brian really? called it the awards program. Yeah, what, what do you call it? Award oh. season because there's been a bunch of things that have been yeah. going on right now with like the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards and tomorrow yeah. is the uh, the the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I just have seen it back in the news cycle and everybody else being like, "Yeah, this was actually a really good movie." You know what I mean? 
It was fantastic. I, I think it was my favorite movie of last year. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Same. Let's talk about been... everything we've done in the last year. Oh my god, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I fell in love. Weird. It's been a year I, for me. I've gotten at least two haircuts. I haven't. I actually no, started cutting not. my hair shorter in general, and I really like it now. It looks so, so good. It looks so good. So much it's better. A, I've started wearing hats regularly. Like yeah. I'm a new I'm a new man. Hey, I wear hats regularly. <gasps> I know. I saw the ones that you posted um, from that site that you get them from. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's called. They look really cool. The so cool. Room? I, yeah, I, that's I ordered neat. three more. So I love those hats. They're fantastic. Um, so why don't we go ahead and just uh, continue this, I guess, just catch up what we're doing. Uh, and I think we're going to start off with Tiffany. So yeah. oh, oh, we, we have Wait. no emails. Oh, no um, emails. So if anyone wants to email us, it's no refunds podcast at gmail.com. I remember that. Uh, so write us in because I think we're going to do this more now. We're recording over Discord now. This is a little bit easier for us to carve out an hour or so to talk. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's exciting. So Tiffany, what yeah. have you been up to? Speaking of um, podcasts. Huh? Speaking of what? podcasts, I said. I don't remember oh, yeah. any of my Discord hotkeys. How do I mute? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you mean. Figure it out. All right, continue. Um, so yeah, it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like I was the catalyst for this to happen because not a lot, but every once in a while I'd be like, Hey, we're going to do an episode. We're going to record. And then like, I think last week on my like Facebook memories, it was like, you started your podcast like seven years ago. And it was very, um, it made me kind of sad because I've been wanting to do this more. And in its place, so when we weren't doing it, I started my own podcast because I missed it so much. Um, it's funny because I'm looking at the date of our last episode, which would have been June. I ended up getting laid off from my job last summer, like probably a month after I recorded that. And um, yeah, it was like a weird place to be where I had like the job that I thought I was going to do for a very long time, just like taken away. It was a whole shitty thing and losing the job, but also losing my access to like my laptop and losing my editing software and losing my ability to have a TV studio and have a radio station. So I've like literally lost all of my creative outlets in like one fell swoop. And it was really fucking devastating. Um, and I kind of had a, a slow start to, to laid off life and, you know, I was home all the time and I was like, I need to do something. So I had just finished before my, I got, you know, the boot, I was teaching a radio production class and we were using anchor to, um, like I was having my students make their own podcasts. So I had just spent whatever, three or four months teaching them how to make podcasts and, and cover art and all of this stuff. And I was like, I want to do that. So I ended up turning my radio show into a podcast, if that makes sense. So the way Anchor works and now it's a whole thing because Anchor is now no more and it's Spotify for podcasters. But quick, quick question. Yeah. Sorry to 
what what is anchor is that like a publishing software or an editing software it's a free podcasting um hosting site and also has editing features it's basically an all-in-one like podcast producing thing got it got it got it okay yeah sorry go for it sorry sometimes i'm just like oh yeah anchor and i feel like i just like assume everybody knows it and i know they don't um but because anchor is owned by or spotify owned and still owns this platform they had um they like released a new feature where you could integrate music and talk and basically make a radio show um and they had released that like you know not too long before i started doing it so basically what i did is i uh used an ipad (laughs) i bought myself an ipad and i was just using shitty microphones and i made a podcast and now i'm still kind of doing it i guess i don't know where i don't know how to like transition into it i'm making a podcast i needed a creative outlet and it was a very fun cool thing to like start from nothing again and just like prove to myself that i could do it with like shit equipment yeah and now like I'm, dusting off the skills and yeah yeah like i was editing on an ipad and just using you know I, I wasn't writing i'm still not not writing a script or anything but just like trimming things and piecing it together in this like really shitty way and like now i have you know i had someone write a theme song for me um taz and i have um a better mic i stole dwight's elgato microphone and i have a little like sound boothy thing that dwight got me for my birthday and i have all these like other things and i have my laptop again because i have a new job so it's just like it's been fun to like build it from literal shit, <laughs> like literal nothing into something that sounds really good. And it was so confidence building for me because I like realized I'm really fucking good at it. <laughs> I'm really fucking good at talking out my butt and just doing it and editing it and publishing it. And I'm like, it just was it just was really cool. So that's what I've been doing. And then like with that, I like, I helped another friend launch her podcast recently. So I'm just like in this creative space and I really wanted to like revive this podcast again. I just like, like hearing myself talk. I like editing. I like the production process. I like all of it. And yeah. And I'm happy we are here. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. Listening to the podcast is also just like a nice, Mm -hmm. like, I enjoy music sharing anyway, and I feel like yeah. I don't do it enough. Um, so like having somebody be willing to just do that is a lot of fun as like somebody who listens or checks in with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always cool to see people like get into any kind of hobby in yeah. some way that like lets them publicly celebrate it, you know? Um, yeah. That was the coolest part for me was like, why do I care if five people listen to this? I like doing it. I feel like I'm good at it. I have fun doing it. And it's just like, it's a good outlet. Like it's just, there's, there's no downside to it at all. Yeah. And I really like that you started to branch out and like introduce other people's types of music, like the Dwight episode. (laughs) I really like, and I can't wait for you to do that with someone else. I had Alex make a playlist. I had Alex make a playlist at like Christmas time and I was like, yeah, you're going to be the next one. Well, we, we actually had plans to record it and then I got bronchitis oh, and, then, yeah. and then we never, we never like rescheduled. Yeah, we should, we should probably do that. Okay. I think I'm sure this will awesome, be the impetus. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, I wondered too, like, do you want to take a hot second to like talk about your friend's podcast or maybe give it a soft pitch kind of thing? Or is that not kosher? No, I can. It's it's a different okay. audience. So um, my friend um, Meg owns uh, a clothing like workout apparel, um, you know, for women and female female identifying people and whoever really um, call her tribe athletics. And she is also another very creative person, um, you know, very much. She's a teacher, so she's like very into that stuff in performance. And she's like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, like we talked for like, I want to say like almost a year about doing this. And so basically the podcast is called Extraordinary Women. And it's just women talking about their stories. And that's literally like that's literally it. It's just a an interview podcast and it's just you know people getting to have um a place for their voice and i think that's really important because it doesn't matter like what your story is or how important you think it is or how whatever it's probably going to resonate with somebody or some you know so it's just uh yeah it's called extraordinary women and she just did her second episode and I'm editing it. I'm doing like all the RSS feeds and hosting it. And it's very cool. So it's like also cool to like have that to like know that I have that skill set, too. So, yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. That's excellent. And um, how off, how many episodes does she already have out? And is she how, how often is she creating them? So she's got two. And um, one was just like a short intro to her. And then this one was with... Um, one of our friends also named Alex, but a woman. And um, she wants to put them out every two weeks. And I was like, that's super doable. It was really, really, really fun to like coach her through it and continue to coach her through it. Like, just like she's like one of my students. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like, that's been the fun part is just like being that person for somebody else. Like, I feel like I lean on so many other people and ask for help or advice. And it's just like fun to be that for somebody else. So it, it sounds like you're doing coaching and, and kind of instruction and stuff. Are you there during the recordings too? Or is it no. just like you taught her how to do it and then edit or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she's, she's been using Zoom. Um, we're working on getting some microphone stuff and like that kind of building confidence with the tech stuff. But I'm doing the editing. I'm doing the editing yeah. and all of the publishing. So yeah, and she's doing all the social media, but I'm, I'm doing all like the back end techie stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's my story. That's really cool. It sounds like fun. I mean, like as far as creative outlets go, it's it's funny because like mine uh are not <laughs> not nearly as like techy as I would have expected, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because I enjoy technology, but I do so much of it like work wise. So like my creative outlets these days tend to be like writing for D D or fiddling yeah. with like decks and and like magic the gathering stuff you know yeah. like as forms of kind of i don't know game design creative expression type realm um yep. so yeah it's and this is fun i mean like this yeah. is more conversational and social to me than like creative outlet but i i uh i like that it is also that it's also a creative outlet for like you and Dwight, you know, yeah. and I don't know how Alex feels, you know, if you're more on the social side, like me, about Alex. 
<laughs> I feel like the 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 format that we've found for this, or at least the um the infrequency with which we've produced it has kind of lent it to more of a, a casual feel. I think that if we were doing it more often, there would be a little bit more structure and so it would have more of that like kind of creative flow, I think like where we would have to be like, because right now we have literally a year's worth of things that we could potentially talk about. But like <laughs> if we were doing something this like every other week where we would have to like be actively seeking out things, then I think that would be a little bit different. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just... And you mentioned like doing techie stuff at work. And it's it's funny because now that I not that I do, I love doing this before and I always liked, you know, showing off my skills and, you know, doing the podcast and doing the radio show. And I've done that for a while. But now that I have a job where like my job is not creative, like I'm not helping students edit projects and I'm not helping people make stuff and I'm not making stuff, I need this more than ever. Like I, I am just a person who needs some sort of outlet creatively. I need to be editing something. I need to be speaking or whatever it is. So that's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting how like you can find ways to relax that aren't your normal everyday job things. Alex, yeah. I've seen you come off mute like 17 times. I'm sorry. I mean, Ooh. I I, I <laughs> just wanted to say that when Tiffany started her introduction to this uh this podcast thing, she said like, you know, I I couldn't figure out what to what to do with my downtime while I was unemployed, and I wanted to just say that we found something to do in her downtime while she was unemployed. Oh my god. Are you talking about disc golf? Yeah, I'm talking about disc golf. Yeah, we disc golfed so much. Alex and I became friends this summer. <laughs> For the first time or like again? Or how how did that work? Because I, I know I've ebbed and flowed on everything with that. I, I don't want to say again, but I Alex and I don't hang out solo. Like we're not we were never people that were like, let's hang out. Um and I hung out with Alex like a shit ton this summer, like just one-on-one -on -one disc golfing. We went to Dwight's show to get, we went to dinner together before Dwight's show. Like we like hung out like solo. Yeah, we did that for both of Dwight's shows. No, wait, one of them we no. went with um, Bonnie and Jesse. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. It was uh, Rosencrantz we went to, but like right. we like, we like disc golfed a shit ton and I like oh, started yeah. to get so much better air quotes. <laughs> like, I, oh man, I miss disc golf so much. I can't wait to get back out in disc golf again. I'm definitely looking forward to it too, especially oh now, like, because up, up where I used to live, uh, I guess, light transition. I moved. I'm a lot closer to all these folks now. Um, hey. And so, like, I'm looking forward to just having more excuses to A, get exercise, but also to play disc golf because, like, have a bunch of discs and i've thrown them around in vermont a couple times but more so i've played in new hampshire with, with these people just because like those are the folks i know who play yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that too although i i'm gonna slow you guys down so much i'm so bad it's okay and, like, i'm gonna have to relearn everything and part of it is like all the walking is like i have not walked mm -hmm. at all this winter by comparison like i feel like such a lump after like this winter i don't know Usually um, I do after winter, but not not to like take over the conversation, but uh, in terms of disc golf, this was my first winter playing disc golf. I played the I, whole season. I saw how did that, that go? I was very interested okay, yeah. with that. Like, how how um, did the the ebbing and flowing of like 
Um, sometimes I assume there was snow on the ground. Sometimes it must have been muddy. How did you find those conditions and what was that like? So we, we had a pretty mild winter here. Like everybody knows that it was pretty unseasonably warm. Most of the time we still got a decent amount of snow, but the course was never unplayable. Um, I played twice in active snow while it was snowing, which was gorgeous and a whole lot of fun but also mildly terrifying because um, when I'm walking around with no gloves on in like freezing weather, it kind of hurts my fingers and my nerves. Um, but that was a lot of fun. One of those I played out at a, at a new course that I'd never played before. And that was crazy. But playing in the snow is really weird because it's really slippery. And I kind of had to change my entire stance and like, uh, I would do a lot more standstills instead of run-ups, things like that. And mud is very similar, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, the game's a lot harder in the snow, so I assume that I'm going to be better when I play in the warm weather. I think I've been like, <laughs> I tried to explain it to, uh, I, I go disc golfing with one of my coworkers, Matt, and I tried to explain to him, he's 10 years older than me, and I said like, it feels like I'm Goku training with my like weights on, and when the summer comes, I'm going to be fucking awesome and he was like i don't know what that means that was the analogy i was hoping you were going to make <laughs> well so on that like kind of tangent it has been really cool like whenever i've gotten the chance to catch up with you to hear like how it's also become sort of a social like thing with your coworkers and stuff yeah. um so like just a way to like connect with them and have something in common but also like frequent exercise and like that kind of stuff it, it sounded like such a healthy like thing that i kind of wish i had more of in my life so i've been like really rooting for that to like stick around especially in the winter yeah it it originally just started as because uh matt had knee surgery two years ago and he used to be an avid runner kind of like tiffany mm -hmm. and um after his knee surgery he couldn't run for the longest time so i thought like oh i'll introduce him to disc golf it's a low impact like easy sport it can get him moving again. And he just fell in love with it. And then because our schedules line up, because we both work at schools, we go all the time after school. And I'd normally want to invite like Dwight and Tiffany and Brian and Bonnie and all my friends, but you guys have uh, actual jobs. So fuck you. Wow. <laughs> but that's, that's one way of putting it, I suppose. But, um, wow. you know, I'll always go if you ask, if I'm free and I'm uh, not working. Yeah, yeah. Well, normally I go at like two o'clock on a on a Thursday, so yeah, I can't make that. Yeah, I mean, I could if I start like telling my boss that I'm gonna be putting in hours late and leaving in the afternoon. Mm, okay, <laughs> well, I'll keep that in mind. Although, oh man, work right now on Thursdays is always so awkward. I'm vendor calls in the afternoon and i hate it every time fuck those well, vendors they're nice enough people it's just like it's always awkward because i have to like remember a bunch of stuff about them that like because they're not constantly on my mind you know what i mean so yep. i'm like yep what, what is going on with these people again <laughs> it's like you know by the time like the the end of the meeting is rolling around, you're like, oh, okay, I remember it. I'm all caught yeah. up. Let's actually start now. And like, bye. Well, kind of. It's like by the end of the call, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm comfortable with where all this stuff is. And then like an hour goes by and then I'm like 
it's all out of my brain again. It's just gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's no good. As a person who now deals with vendors, I understand because they're like totally to, yeah. to to them like not that we're like a priority, but it's like it's a weird relationship where I'd think nothing. I could give two shits about our vendors, but they're just like, oh yeah, and this and that. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't buy your product i just inherited it like I or just don't like care. i'm the person who has to manage this relationship you know it's like, exactly and i'm like yeah. I, I don't care i literally don't care yeah yeah um so not to get like too far into to work stuff uh i did want to at least give others a, a throw for like cr the creative outlet conversation just because that's kind of where this whole tangent thing started um dwight have you have you found this to be kind of also a creative outlet for you or are there other things or like found what being a creative outlet the out the podcast sorry oh the po oh yeah absolutely um this yeah this is definitely a, a creative outlet i mean we started it with that intention of it being something where we could you know explore different ideas and whatnot and i, and I would love to see it become more something like that like as opposed to just the the conversations um like i i think back to some of the things that we did like the um the uh the favorite things episodes and the top 10 um n64 episode like that those ones were a lot of fun to do and i think that there are also some of the ones that are just easier for people to connect with um so I really mm -hmm. like that type of stuff. Um, speaking of other, sorry, Tiffany, you're going to say something? I was just going to say in the summer movie draft thing. I literally was thinking about that the other day for some reason. Yeah, the, the movie draft, I I, um, I think I'm going to put a big rip on that one. I, I really yeah. liked it. No, I but, agree. Um, they've changed the way that Box Office Mojo works. I think you need like a subscription for it now. And that's not something I give a shit about to, um. to do. So, but I really, maybe we can try and find a different way of reworking it. I'm sure there's other ways of finding the actual box office. And yeah, do like our um, own or something. Sorry, I cut yeah. you off, but I was just, I literally was just thinking about um, some of the, some of those episodes. So it was just funny that well, you mentioned those that. Ones together were, were some of the most fun I've had working yeah. on this, on the show was like getting those things together. And like, it's been a while oh. since I've done this, but like I used to do like little games and things like that. Cause that could be fun to bring something like that back as well. Yeah. Um, but speaking of other creative outlets, uh, I've been doing a lot of live theater recently, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I was in, I think, three, I was in two shows last year. Uh, uh, it would have been three, but one got canceled. That show we're putting up again, um, actually, in 20 days, that show opens. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then I was also invited to be a part of a... Um, what is an equivalent of uh, a seven day play festival. So on Sunday, we're all going to get together um, with like a group of people. I'm, I'm in the actor pool. I'm going to be assigned to a, a writer and a director. They're going to write a short, um, I think like a 20 minute play. We're going to rehearse it for the week. And then th that next weekend we are going to perform. Uh, I think there's three groups or no, four groups. There's going to be four groups total that go. So that's going to be, really cool and i'm really really excited and happy to have been invited to have been a part of that um i've never really taking taken like acting or anything like that like actively seriously um but i've been getting a lot more chances to be on stage and it's just i've been surrounded lately by people who i feel are so incredibly talented and it's been a lot of fun to just kind of like osmos uh their methods and like their 
um, attitudes about things. And it's been fun, kind of fun because I never, I've never taken an acting class. I've never done anything like that. It was just something I always kind of enjoyed doing. And so being around these people who have like gone to school for it and like hearing like terms and it's really interesting um, how uneducated I was, but how far I was able to get with that uneducation has been really fun for me. I There's... violently took myself off mute to to also say you are incredibly fucking talented. No so comment on that. I don't. I don't do not discredit that. yourself. Right. Yeah, but you're saying all these things like oh, and everyone just going over training. Then your fucking timing and your comedy and your ability to get into a character is like nothing to sneeze at. Like I can't do that, and there's a lot of people that can't do that, and you do it so effortlessly. I know it's hard work, but it's just it's fun to watch you. You definitely have like a natural sense of pacing, at least, you know, like the way the way a performance is supposed to play out. And Mm -hmm. I think that comes from like, I don't not to like get deep into it, but I feel like part of my knowledge of you goes way back to like uh, as we're growing up playing like strategy games and stuff Mm -hmm. like chess and all that and like over almost overthinking but like because you map things in your head that way it's like you can kind of tell even when you're doing a performance or a bit or like whatever like you can totally see it that you mapped it and like you're ready for it to play out almost if that makes sense so like a lot of it in the rehearsal space i found is like if i'm just sitting there reading it it's one thing, but as soon as I'm on the stage and like I'm tying that to like a movement or like a, because when I when I'm start talking like those things do kind of come up fully formed, but then like once that's locked in like the 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 movements and stuff, it, I don't really deviate from it. So in that way, I can see it kind of like that level of like a strategy type thing where it's like I've planned the moves and that's how they're going to be. I think a lot of it, Tiffany, also comes back to, and this is something that we have kind of recently discovered by I rewatched like one or two episodes Mm -hmm. that 90s show came out Mm -hmm. and in watching that which was fine it was cute it was 10 episodes and blah 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 but I rewatched some of that 70s show and I stole so much of like my comedic personality and timing from that show it's not even funny so I think that a lot of it is like shape it's so weird because it's not something like that I have ever cognitively thought about but the level of like inspiration that you take from things that you connect with and absorb and and watch a lot as a child really do affect you down the line like there are whole generations of people who have talked about like the simpsons being like a major influence on them and it's interesting like i it's it had been years since i watched it and i and like i was watching it kind of with fresh eyes and i was like oh my god i talk like this i behave like this in like my performance in my like my speaking and stuff like that it's very interesting to me the other thing that you do really well and i agree with you like all the weird this influences doesn't have to be a jerk me off section no 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 <laughs> i dwight I, sucks I, fuck I, that guy thank you thank I you for, for grounding say, me Alex. please let me jerk you off but that's not what i want to say publicly well, that's a different podcast <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a different podcast but your ability to take these like a lot of these like nothing i have two things your ability to take these like nothing characters and these like schlocky murder mystery things that we've done some of them together i just hit my microphone but is you can take the the most 
mundane piece of shit, boring written character on paper and turn it into something. I think of that contempt of court thing or whatever that show was called, where you were just a, a bailiff, a background character, and you fucking stole the show because you're just you put so much character into it and so much personality into it. You made this. If I was in that role, I would just do it as performed on paper and just do my lines and be nothing. And you took it and made it into something memorable, which is amazing. My uh, second point, my second point, and then you can jump in. My second point is you mentioned earlier, but oh, I'm surrounded by all these talented actors and whatever, because you also deserve to fucking be there. So I just want. Wow. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that also. You you belong there, too. Fair enough. I appreciate that's that very much. That's Thank all I have you. To say. There is something I'm, to be said, like to your original point, Dwight. Like, we're if we're done jerk. I mean, Alex, I don't know if you wanted to jerk Dwight off a little, but I like to, <laughs> to, to your to your original point, there is something really nice to be said about being in a room full of people who are like better than you at things that you even if you didn't really have aspirations to learn those things like originally there, the, the passion that people have for stuff like that is contagious. And I have found like more joy in that as I've like gotten older is just like being in a room full of people who care about what they're doing or what they're talking about or whatever their skill is that they're performing, like makes such a huge difference. And being able to be around that feels like it, infects you in a great way you know what i mean so like that's something that i i liked about what you said you know in no, that, that performance that, space that is absolutely true like the like i talk about like being invited to this thing now i'm just like so excited to be a part of other people who were like handpicked specifically for this uh one task and the the last show i was in um it was called uh the government inspector it was basically like a who's who of southern new hampshire theater that had been cultivated by the director who's this guy who's been in the theater scene for like 40 years or something like so long and so like it, it was um actually tiffany the the person that was on the podcast tiffany was talking about uh alex picard the other cooler she, alex exactly the other cooler alex the better alex the best alex who has ever been talked about on this podcast that's a fact um, fuck you <laughs> um like she, she was a part of it, and like it's just really cool being surrounded by better people. I agree with you, Brian, one hundred percent. Like that, like, I think in general makes you better. I think it extends to things like, like even disc golf. Like I mean, Alex's passion. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, so I don't mean to jump back like a ton, but like Alex's joy of that game gets me more excited to learn it, even if I'm gonna do it badly and I'll never be like good at that game. You know what I mean? Like hearing you talk about like uh, Simon uh, and his like move and but like also his videos and like kind of his transition and relearning the discs and relearning the game like that's fun to listen to just because like you care and you're invested in a great way. You know what I mean? I do. He's talking <laughs> about me. I am. It, yeah, it is, and it's I'm, been nice learning from you. I mean, like, I love the opportunity to go out disc golfing with you, even though I'm nowhere near as good as like you are at this point. It's it's still fun to like. I, yeah. I think that's definitely something that I've learned to appreciate in my uh, in my older age is like just enjoying something, whether I like it or not, 
because the person that is sharing it with me is passionate about it. Um, I, I first started to feel that way. Like, I don't know, five or six years ago, the first time you ever talked to me about like final fantasy 14, where I was like, who gives a shit about MMORPGs anymore? But every time you would talk to me about it, I'd be like, wow, this is so fascinating. Cause he loves this. There are definitely some podcasts I listen to that like talk about like a specific TV show or movie that I have no interest in. But as like the people who are talking about it, if they are interested in it, that's enough to kind of pull me through and and sell it. So yeah, I one hundred percent agree with what you're talking about. There's also I don't know the way to 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 describe it, but like um, the behind the scenes stuff. It like in so many shows, like I would almost rather listen to an interview from one of the people making it or like a couple of the people making it than the show itself. And like, so right now the, the big hot one, hot TV show for me is the last of us. And we don't have to do like a super deep dive, but like transition to it though. Yeah. But I mean like listening to like the show is freaking great. Right. But then like listening to the podcast afterwards, like the official podcast that they do, um and and just like the actor talking with the director about intentionality and like how they built it and like what they were nervous about about like the video game versus the tv show like all that stuff is like equally passionate and like enjoyable and gets me excited for the next episode or even for like a rewatch you know what i mean um so yeah i've really been enjoying that show uh and I always look forward to the podcast afterwards too. Not to shift away from the, from last of us, but the similar thing on that, there's a, a YouTube program that I watch called a uh, corridor digital and they do, um, it's called a, like VFX artist react. And so they have like a professional, um, visual effects artists come in and sit on the couch with them and like they break down sequences and scenes from movies and like how this works, how this, like how this was made. And that type of stuff is just endlessly fascinating like hearing somebody talk about like either a creative process or what why they made a specific choice at a specific time or they were like up against limitations and things like that is always amazing to to learn about but um last of us i haven't actually started watching it unfortunately i have i did finally play both the first and second game so i've completed those for the first time ever, like just last month, I think I finished it. It's pretty damn good. This is a really good story. I'm very impressed. Oh, I muted and then I'm muted. Okay. I'm scared to watch the show because I watched just enough of you playing through the game to know that I'm going to be emotionally devastated. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle it. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it, I've just heard so many good things about the show. And again, knowing enough about the game and like very much my my genre like i love that post-apocalyptic type of scenarios and that stuff is always interesting to me zombies and viruses and like i just a lot of those stories feel the same and then there's a lot of tropes that are the same but it just it those stories always grab me those like survivalist stories and how people make things work in those like really shitty situations and in you know obviously the people and the the motivations and things like that and like very much looking forward to maybe watching it someday. 
<laughs> totally. Uh, Alex, I, I, don't, I don't know. Sorry. I I know you've been watching it too. I didn't know if you had something specific before we jump into like um, what else people have been watching. Yeah. I, I don't think we should do a deep dive into The Last of Us just yet. I think it would be cool to like do an entire episode if Dwight and Tiffany end up watching it where we talk about the whole thing. Um, the show's amazing. Um, the game's amazing. What I want to do is I want to briefly talk about Craig Mazin, who's the showrunner for the show. Well, uh, Brian was talking about listening like to the him and him and Druckmann, right? So, yeah, um, Neil Druckmann, who is the head of uh, the CEO of Naughty Dog, founder of not or co-founder of Naughty Dog, right? I think he's a co-founder. Neil that Druckmann? Right. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just one person. Who found he it. was yeah. definitely there really early. I don't really I, remember. I that. know he's on uh, one of the founders. I think he, he's a co-founder and CEO, I think. Somebody fact check me on uh, uh, of Naughty Dog. And on he's a, an executive producer slash showrunner. I, I think Craig Mazin's technically the showrunner. Whatever. I want to talk about Craig Mazin real quick because Naughty, Naughty Dog was founded in 1984 by Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin. Um, it wasn't until like 1989 that they became the Naughty Dog we know. Okay. Well, uh, Craig Mazin, people will know from from Chernobyl a couple of years ago, which is like it was a a huge deal. What was that? Also right phenomenal. COVID. That was right before yeah, COVID. It I was think 2019. It was a before. Yeah. Um, which was phenomenal. Everybody should see it. But I went back and I was looking at what else he'd done because um, we're not going to talk about it. But I recently rewatched all of uh, Mythic Quest, which is a show on Apple Plus, and Neil uh, and Craig Mazin is an actor in that show, and I recognized him because of The Last of Us. And then he directed a couple of those episodes and I was like, I wonder what else he's done. He started out by writing scary movie three and four superhero movie. And then hangover part three or part two and part three an identity thief starring Melissa McCarthy. This guy has only done shit. And then he made Chernobyl. I think that's a perfect I, example <laughs> as to like, just because you're making like working for a paycheck is different yep. from working for passion. Like that's hundred percent. Yeah. Or just learning. Me. Yeah, totally. I, it's really funny to me. Like, I wonder if the opportunity for Chernobyl was just like him being let off of the rails a little, or like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like all those other ones, because there's sequels and stuff, you sort of assume that the effort was just like, get this done, get it out, get it out on time. Yeah. And like, who cares? Like it will make money because it's a sequel. You know what I mean? So like, I wonder if he was near as nearly invested or if he was sort of just like learning the ropes and like getting as much experience as he could. I'd, I'd love to listen to him talk about it. Like I, I read up more on it after I noticed all that. And apparently, um, yeah, like, like you said, like these were all for a quick paycheck. And he's done a lot of script doctoring in the last few years, which was how he got the opportunity to do Chernobyl. Um, he basically doctored a bunch of scripts for uh, Warner Brothers, question mark, um, because they own HBO. I think that's right. Um, and then that's how he got the opportunity to be the showrunner on on Chernobyl. And then Chernobyl was such a hit that they were like, here, have as much money as you want and make whatever you want. And it ended up being The Last of Us. That's sweet. 
That's pretty awesome. Um, what else have been people been watching? Do, do folks want to get into like TV, movies, that kind of stuff? We started watching Andor. Oh, Finally. just recently? Like literally like in the last like week. Yeah, we're on episode and... six at this point. Door. Um, and we're on episode six, and it has been very good so far. Um, I know that th- there was a lot of pressure going into it, I think, because this... I wasn't watching it live, obviously, but we were watching people watch it live, mm-hmm. and it was just one of those things where like, it took off, and people are in love with this series. Um, so like I said, that puts a lot of pressure on it, I think, just because we I have very high expectations for it now. And so far... I'm really enjoying the slow burn approach to it. It's they're not rushing through things. They're actually spending time with these characters. They're doing really cool handoffs, like with the introduction of like Mon Mothma and and the the new groups of rebels that we're encountering. Mm -hmm. Really, really fun to watch. I'm enjoying it. I was gonna say I'm getting a little confused with like some of like I do with all star Wars where I get confused with places and planets and political things. And, but like, I'm, I'm following enough of the story and I'm, but also at the same time, I'm like, okay, how does this connect to the bigger picture? And rogue one is like, maybe my favorite star Wars like thing. I know that's like a hot take, but I fucking love rogue one so goddamn much. So like I, like already I'm like into it. Like I didn't really need to like buy into the show. I'm like, I'm already here. Like I already love Rogue One. I already know how this character is going to end, but I'm just like, show me how he gets there. Like I'm very, very interested in it. It's very good. And I do like the slow burn too. I like yeah. the atmosphere. I like, we've been watching Mandalorian too. Also as you know, the last couple episodes have come out and Mandalorian now just feels so like cute and adventury. Cause you got Grogu and you got Mando and it's like a, like a buddy cop daddy son show and it's like cute and and the humor is kind of cutesy and family oriented but like andor feels so fucking dark and like exactly what i want and especially too after coming off of how terrible <laughs> book of boba fett was i was like <laughs> i need i need like gritty dark star wars i need it like in my heart and soul and that this is like scratching that itch and we'll probably Maybe Dwight will watch another episode later. It's really, it's, it's really fascinating. Cause like you've mentioned in a breath, you've mentioned sort of my favorite star Wars things Mm -hmm. in, in any recent memory, like of the new star Wars films, like rogue one is probably the best of those. Like as far as like films go. Um, And then for the TV series, like Mandalorian was easily my favorite star Wars thing, like period for when it came out. Um, And then, Andor very similar but for different reasons it's like because Andor is such a deep like character motivation study and I love that it doesn't get too distracted by like the setting because like they it is still Star Wars but they're not like going crazy with the effects or like whatever you know there's no like big blaster like battles all of the like gunshots and stuff are like close and fast and over in an instant and which brutal yeah some of them are, feels are like great it's like yeah sorry go, go no it's okay but just like the 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 quickness with which some people like die something happened in this last episode where i was just like holy fucking shit like they just like it was so quick like and it wasn't like this drawn out long sequence of like a, a fight like you know like blast 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 like fighting back and forth it was just quick brutal and efficient and that 
is very rarely seen in Star Wars media. So that was really appreciated. Totally. Yeah. Well, because like it's so heroic otherwise. Like, I mean, like, which is why Mandalorian is so much fun. It's like Mandalorian is like classic, like Star Wars, where it's like Western meets fantasy adventure. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like you get to just explore the world. It's very heroic. Uh, you never feel like the characters are in danger because it's like Mando can kill like a hundred bad guys all at once or whatever, you know. Yeah. So like, it's great in that way. Uh, versus Andor, it's very much like tense and like character focused and like, and as a result, it drives like motivation behind the rebellion as a whole in a really interesting way. It's like you get to see all the different motivations that go into it. Even know. with knowing the outcome of Andor, like because I yep. we, I know what is going to happen to him down to his death, like yep. so even with him having like you Spoiler. can air quotes no stakes in uh, to him, everyone surrounding him, I have no idea what's going to happen. So like that's got me on the edge of my seat, and some of the th- like some of the things that have happened, to people, it's just like no, like super brutal and sad, especially coming off of um, like Tiffany already said, Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Hey, which were both just like wet farts. Like they were so boring and bad. Obi-Wan, I I almost forgot about it because it was so fucking forgettable. It was so like Book of Boba Fett. I remember because it was actively bad. Obi-Wan was just fucking forgettable. And it was so disappointing. I forgot about both of them. So (laughs) thanks. You're welcome. Those both exist, and they're not very good. <laughs> they're not very Alex, good. Did you watch? I imagine you watched Andor, and I. You um, know, all that. I did not. Oh, I okay. I really want to because, like uh, Tiffany said, uh, Rogue One is fucking amazing. I think the only thing I didn't like about Rogue One was like the the very like at the very tail end of it, like Darth I don't know, Vader. Do scene? we care about spoilers much? Yeah, it's like the Darth Vader scene and the like uncanny valley shit it's like if they were a little more careful about that stuff like it would have been a like perfect as far as that goes but like it's still very good and it doesn't ruin it it's just like why is this here i don't need this and then there's i think i dwight that we had talked about this like the weird part with like the forest whitaker stuff and there's like weird that was not great weird stuff in the middle that just feels like weird star warsy like i don't know something it it was still riding that that weird level of like fan service versus not fan service. Like yeah. the Darth Vader stuff is pure fan service. The, yeah. um, the, the, the guys who show up in the cantina in a new hope who show up on the, the desert planet or whatever, like, come on, that wasn't necessary. Those yeah. little things. Like, I mean, there's yeah. definitely a bunch of scenes where you're just like, this is just so they can have an action figure. Right. Like, exactly. which is, that's <laughs> very classic star Wars, but like, it it definitely I've lost a taste for it. Like as I've as I've kind of like moved past the original Star Wars. I mean, I still love them, but like there's definitely stuff in those movies where it's like this was clearly just here to be like a toy, you just know? a toy, yeah, right, yeah. It's interesting because like when I watched the original or not, when I watched Rogue One, I was like, I don't give a fuck about this Andor guy. I don't care. And when I heard they were making a TV show about him, I was just like, oh, you're f- no, come on. Because it was during that period where they were just like throwing so much stuff at the wall to see what would stick. And the fact that this is some of the best Star Wars media that we've gotten arguably ever 
it has blown my mind because I did not care about Andor going into this. And I don't know if I'm going to care about him coming out, but it is really interesting seeing his arc so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, other TV shows that people want to mention, Alex, what have you been getting into? Uh, Poker Face. Oh, really? Okay. I know you talked about it for a minute. What's the, it is, what's the deal? It's a TV show created by, um, you know, renowned Star Wars director Ryan Johnson. Is it uh, is it actually Ryan Johnson? Because yeah, like Ryan, I like his stuff. Ryan I was like, you're Johnson, not gonna bait me because he's an excellent director. <laughs> I love I love Ryan Johnson. I was just making a joke about him being a renowned Star Wars director because that's a that's a coin flip. It, yeah. Can I depending on who you ask? A renowned okay. stab eight director. Can oh, I take like a, a a minute to just say like I do not blame him at all for the problems in yeah. that trilogy. I, don't I blame JJ for all of it. I blame the structure I, of everything. Yeah, like, I don't I, I don't I'm, blame anyone in particular. I just blame Disney. I, okay. I don't yeah, blame JJ Abrams. I, I don't blame that. Ryan Johnson. I blame the fact that they didn't have a planned trilogy going into making a trilogy. Yeah. And yeah, it, that that I it can ruined everything. Totally. That's yeah. besides the point. Poker Face is a show by uh Ryan Johnson starring Natasha Leone. I think that's how you say her name. Um she was like on Russian Doll and that uh, Orange is the New Black. And it's about a girl, a woman. Uh, how do I even explain this show? Who's on the run from a guy that wants to kill her. And basically each episode week to week is a different mystery. I read it online as like, it's kind of like a modern day Columbo, but um, a little sillier and way better, I think. So Sounds like I need to add it to my watch list. <laughs> it's it's really really good. It's it's got some like really fun comedic elements to it, but it's pretty much every week somebody gets murdered, and Natasha Leone character Charlie basically ends up being part of the situation eventually and kind of, you know, figures out who did the murdering. That's she has like a superpower too, right? Like that's well, yeah, she, kind of a thing. She, um, if anybody, she can always tell if somebody's telling the truth or lying. That's her oh. quote unquote superpower. Like psych or monk or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very psych like. Okay. Um, gotcha. And it's great. And I I really like the structure of each episode because the structure of each episode is like the first 15 minutes, Natasha Leone's not even in it. You basically just see uh, the murder happen or you you see the crux of the episode and then there's a black cut to black and then you see how Charlie's a part of it. And then you see her salt like figure everything out. It's really cool. I highly recommend it. It just ended. Season one ended the day before yesterday. What's today? Thursday is when it ended, I think. Sounds great. Um, I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, I don't think I realized it was actually like Ryan Johnson. I thought it was just in his kind of style. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could be 
No, totally. he it's no, 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 no. He, I he, have, he, he created the literal it. advertisement is like from the people that brought you knives out. You <laughs> like, think I watch advertisements? Yeah, you think you think I watch ads? I have a pop up blogger and an ad blogger, and I don't think I've seen an advertisement in earnest in like a million years. Teach me your ways because I need that in my life. Because fuck ads, they're so fuck bad. Being advertised to you every second of every day. Yeah. Um. In the in the realm of TV shows, uh, I think the most recent show that I watched that we haven't really mentioned here uh, is The Bear, which was on FX uh, uh, slash Hulu, I think, or FX and Hulu. This is all correct. Um. I don't know anything about the directors. Uh, I couldn't tell you any of the actors' names because I'm not an Alex or a Dwight. Uh, but I can tell you that I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, why? I mean, the 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 reasons why, I guess, would be that it is a it it's a drama that takes place in the back of like a restaurant with like chefs and stuff. So like it's got this like family drama kind of like underlying and this found family drama between the staff of the restaurant, um, which is shot in a way that is super tense. It just has like this kind of permeable tension the whole time, both in the way the actors deliver, like how stressed they are and in the camera movements and like how tight a lot of the shots are up on people's like faces or their hands while they're working and like moving around tight corners of the kitchen. Um, but as a result of that, it sets itself up for like these very subtle, dry comedic jokes that are like very much in my style of like comedy. For those that don't know, like I really like one liners or puns or like stupid stuff like that. That's sort of like meant to, uh undermine in a way not in a cruel way hopefully although i've done that accidentally in the past but like undermine things that are going on in a in a hopefully funny way and so the show does this and like it does something really subtle that because of all the tension that built up breaks the tension and feels incredibly funny even though there's like it's not big or over the top or like whatever you know what i mean so like that's something that i've really enjoyed about the pacing of the show um and it being a drama like that's just kind of interesting because like i'm already kind of a food like i enjoy foodie i enjoy restaurant stuff so like it's fun to see some of the background like culture of that um yeah i don't know does that all make sense Absolutely. I've I've heard very good things about this one as well, specifically down to like the accuracy of how it replicates working in a place like that. I, I forget what it was exactly, but someone was like as someone someone was saying, like, as somebody who used to work in the food industry industry, the cups that they're drinking out of as they're standing sitting in the background are mm. like the most important thing to them or something like that. So <laughs> it's always really cool when you get a show like that that is paying like a reverence to a um an unsung area of life that you don't really know or think about really, mm -hmm. really cool like that. Yeah. And like, you're right. I mean, some of the details are like really good as a result of that.
and and I only know that because like one of the comedy one of the comedy characters in the show um also did like online I think he did like YouTube stuff with uh Bon Appetit um magazine who had like a YouTube channel and stuff that like I've caught only a couple of episodes like as a result of like just being interested in that stuff I'm sure my algorithm just spits them at me every once in a while but like he's funny but he's actually he's also a chef so like he's already been in front of a camera as part of like doing his like comedy chef online thing but I think he's also one of the consultants for the show and really worked in restaurants so like him being both like a comedian in the restaurant and like breaking tension but knowing he also informed like the flow of the 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 kitchen um makes it really like intriguing because like i kind of know him from other stuff so yeah it's been cool to watch it's like um i don't know if people want examples of any other comedy without like too much spoilers but like it is somewhat dark like there's like a dark and and because of the tension of the show some of that dark comedy kind of lets itself be like still funny because they're already talking about stuff that's like more dramatic than the dark comedy that's in there like it it's it's been good i'll definitely watch a second season whenever it comes back around are they creating another season? I know a lot of things now are kind of like, they feel like they're one and done almost. Like people are just like getting I, out the story that they want and then like finishing. I mean, I, this is an assumption on my part, but the first season is left on a little bit of a cliffhanger. So well, I sort of assume. Cause I get really into like the black or the, sorry, the white Lotus um, black Lotus is a magic card and I am always constantly confusing the two, but the white Lotus was a TV show that kind of really took off last year and season two aired this year, but they were both kind of like self-contained in a way that like they could be done at the end of each season. So I didn't know how this was structured, but uh, cool. yeah, I mean, it is a good point. They could just leave it where it is and fine. I would like to make it clear. Brian said that that is the most recent show that he watched. And that can be true. Why? Because you're watching Shrinking, which is currently airing. And oh. The Last of Us. Liar. And, and The Last of Us, which is also currently airing. I guess Brian's it's the most liar, recent. Let's cancel him. Yeah, cancel me. That's not how canceling works. I'm canceled now. He's canceled. Get him off the show. Cancel Wait. Brian. Cancel Brian. Okay. No, cancel no, no, Brian. That's not, Wait, that is no. actually not how canceling works. How canceling works is everybody gets mad at me and then our and then people watch our show in anger uh, or listen to this podcast in anger and then we get a lot more popular as a result. Oh, sweet. Then, then Can't wait to fuck, make all this yeah. money. Let's yeah. let's let's start. So we gotta monetize is what I'm saying. I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say, do we wanna think about wrapping up or do we people have more stuff they want to touch on? I know we never really talked about video games or like anything like that, but I don't really have much video gamey. I kind of like the way this episode has gone. I kind of like it. I hate it because I got canceled. Um. Uh huh. I mean, (laughs) sucks to suck. I feel like so. You know what? Um, if we're gonna start wrapping up, why don't we go ahead and I'll I'll do. I have a little bit of kind of not trivia, but just things that are interesting about the podcast that um. Always kind of tickle my tickle my brain, and so I find that really fun. Um, what episode do you all think is the number one most downloaded episode of our show? 
This one. This one? No. Oh, uh, ooh, <laughs> talk to me in a week. Episode zero. Okay. Um, uh, no way. I'm going to go with... Hold on. I got to remember episodes. The most downloaded one? Downloaded? I'm going to go... Can I... Can I make a pitch or do people still want time to think? Go for it. I think that it was our music one, like the the long kind of music, like top top music sharing one. That's the one I think. Okay. I think it might have been one of our like year in reviews. Okay. When we did like top five favorite things of the year and the one I'm thinking of maybe it was 2018 i think uh or on, pandemic like i don't know one. i don't know if we did one during 2020 the 2018 one would have been a few of our favorite things 2018 okay yeah that's my vote i think i guess i think that might have been the uh, no it wasn't the first time we used a few of our favorite things i'm going to go with our nintendo 64 episode okay First off, very good guesses. Um, Tiffany, the one that you guessed? Sorry. Either that or it's the Tips and Tenders episode. Yeah. Um, So when we migrated from our old platform to this one, um, to Podbean, I'm not... We we definitely lost some info on our first probably like 20 episodes, maybe less than that, maybe like the first like 15 episodes. So those ones I'm not counting, and I probably should have said that. No one guessed that anyways, but like, for example, the first episode only has 32 downloads right now. Um, the one that you, you mean episode, episode zero, zero or episode one? The first one. You can take your pick episode as to what zero. that means. Um, which which is which or uh, <laughs> eighty America Lane? Which which is which? God, the episode titles uh, were so whatever. bad. I think Ooh, they're. Can you please tell me that the most viewed one is the Power Rangers episode yeah. that was just the one, like the, the one... wait the one that Br- Dwight's not on? Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, <laughs> uh, so Tiffany. The- you guessed uh had 43 downloads that was good. a few of our favorite things episode 40 okay um alex the one that you guessed episode 64 um project reality retrospective i'm really proud of that title uh october 30th 2020 117 downloads wow that tracks so actually that's, that's, that's quite a bit um and that really that very much tracks brian the one that you guessed the the music episode that one's a little wonky because we split it into two parts but it wasn't two parts but it was two parts um oh so i get both no i'm only gonna my score i'm only gonna give you the can i get the average at least oh you don't want the average you want the top one because it's episode 76 because that is it it with 128 downloads on part two part one oh sick part one only has 43 so I don't Whoa, know what, really? what the algorithm says about that. Oh, so weird. That's really interesting. That one's our Wait, top so one. when we split it up, huh. did we do like, how did we split that up again? This, was the second episode where we gave our number ones and all that? Yes, it was. So episodes, okay. so the, those we did split up as 75 and 76. I know at least for one of them, we split, we didn't split the episode. But for other ones we have, when we've done two parters, oh. it makes no sense. Now I really wonder because we asked for submissions. So the the whole reason I picked it like was because I remembered we asked for submissions from people mm-hmm. and like interactivity with them. Uh, and we like publicized that a lot. So the whole reason I picked it, I was like, I remember we like notified a bunch of our friends and also asked people to like give us very direct feedback on a very specific topic. Yes. And so like, that's why 
in my head, I was like, it's got to be like more people checked in as a result of that, like just to see like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's really what is interesting to me about that one is the fact that the second one has so much more, like more than like triple the amount of of the first one. It's really, really fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that one, number one, episode seventy six, and that's really recent. When we prompted, when we prompted feedback, was that on the first half of that episode, or was it like in response to the first half of that it, episode? It was on like the the couple episodes leading up to it, if I'm not mistaken. Ah. Yeah, did, did we didn't we record that episode all at once or did we record it in two parts i think we recorded it all at once we definitely recorded it all at once rele released it in two parts but i think when we released it we might have edited in other stuff as they came in um yeah that we, we definitely happened we yeah. had like one one i remember peter's being in the first episode but we had like one or two viewer submissions in between like our number five and then our number four yeah yeah what other that. trivia you got? Uh, well, it's not really trivia. It's just things that I find interesting. Oh. Um, so I guess that is technically trivia because nothing I nothing I know is important enough to not be I trivial. Mean, um, I, I don't have a I don't have an answer to this question. But here's my question: Who's appeared on the most episodes of No Refunds? I think that might Ooh, be who. I, I don't know the answer to that because we don't have that listed. I'm going to assume it's me. No, it's probably Tiffany followed by me. No, I did. There it, no, it had do. No. That's right. There was a couple at the it's beginning Brian. that you didn't didn't go on. It's it's got to be one of the three of us, not Brian. But I think it's you because Alex hasn't been on some. Like you and I did some a couple solo ones, and then I know you guys did yeah. some without me. So I think you might be the one that's done the most. I think it might be me because for a while the only episode I had missed was the Power Rangers episode. But at, yep. at that point, there were some episodes that Tiffany hadn't been on. Yeah, Alex, I feel like you're pretty regular too, though. Except for in, in le unless too. Tiffany and I have done a stun solo ones, or Tiffany so did like, like the ladies night. Yeah, I need a solo episode. Is what I'm. Yeah, hearing. yeah. Brian solo. Well, you're really good at this, Brian. You you really ran away with this episode in an amazing way. Like you are in a natural host. So yeah. that's part of the reason I mean, why I wanted what, to bring you on. So that's what happens when you get canceled. <laughs> what? Could you explain that to me, please? Yeah, I mean, after you get canceled, you always get more powerful. Gotcha. So. But you didn't get canceled Let's until the end of this episode. Let's Anyways. get some more of this trivia. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're a good, good host. I'm a bad host. Um, it's not, it's not really trivia. Like I said, it's just uh, so in 2016 we released seven episodes. Uh, 2017 we released 14 episodes. 2018 we released 20. Yeah. 2019 we released nine. 2020 we released 20. 2021 we released nine. <laughs> and last year we released three. <laughs> So we're already on a big step to um, crushing last year. Yeah. I remember going into 2022, like in our last few episodes of 2021, we were so excited and like gung ho about yeah. like, oh, this is like, we're going to keep up this because we did a lot of guests, I think, in 2021. We did, we did a lot of people on we and did. it was just like fun because every other episode there was like a new person. Um, and then I think. We just like ran out of steam and just did not continue because we were like, oh, if we keep up at this pace, we are going to beat our 20 episodes. Um, did not happen. <laughs> and I don't know. So if it sounds like to me that a couple of things need to happen here, right? We need more guests. We need specific prompts where Tiffany has to spend a bunch of time editing in audio from people's recordings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to record like 
19 solo episodes <laughs> so that we can at least tie the previous record. Okay. Absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> it, this Releasing this episode, and once again, get fucked with your numbering, me, of the past. This will be episode 80, and then after... True so then 80 or we're, 80? No, fa- honestly, this will be episode like 83, I think, if we want to count. Roman... Oh, right. Because we have like an A episode in there, don't we? Yeah, there's there's an A episode that's like, <laughs> it was like the the three of us, like you, uh, Alex, oh, Dwight, and Brian, yeah. talking oh, about like yeah, a video game. We did game. like a video game tangent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, there was an A episode, and then there was one episode <laughs> that we didn't split properly. Yep. Like it was like episode like 30, part one, part yep. two, but every other time we've split an episode, it's been episode 20, part one, episode yep. 21, part two. That's your own damn fault. Okay. And, then, the the most, and, then, and I will never be I will never be able to live down the first episode. Episode zero. Can I make a request that if I do actually bother to get my shit together and record an, a solo episode, that it be Roman numeral one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I look forward to that. I like do we have an episode called episode 41? Yeah. Yes, I'm really proud of that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Is that the yeah. title too? Is what called, you're saying? It just says episode 41 colon episode 41. <laughs> you'll you'll note that whenever we do a silly name like that, like a really silly name, it's because we've taken a break. Like that was our year break right there. <laughs> oh, so what's this one gonna be? This one's probably gonna be we like call this one comeback ability. Yeah, <laughs> comeback ability too. Well, wait a minute. Wasn't that our, no. <laughs> I feel like well, this one needs to be like episode 80. The 80th episode anniversary or something. <laughs> episode <laughs> 80 like colon or episode 83 or episode one. <laughs> or like Wait. episode 80, it's the 83rd time we've gotten together and recorded. <laughs> on on Spotify, we go from episode 49 to episode 51. Whoa. Oh, that's because Spotify um it puts them out in the order that we that the order that they were released because we didn't release episode 50 for a while oh because episode 50 was our tv show yes and that's a good point and that's the one where we went part one and part two yep. oh, oh my god and then episode that? 53 is episode 53 b minus <laughs> oh my god i hate it i hate it <laughs> so stupid. i love it <laughs> you were the one that did this dwight Episode we're back to I, B minus. Why, why I B minus? Brian, it was because of Brian. It Brian probably wanted me. it to be you called that. Absolutely tell it was me. <laughs> I, I, I love that this has come back around to the conversation of Tiffany hates non traditional or like she loves this structure, <laughs> and Brian only wants to live in pure chaos. Nothing wrong with that. Pure chaos is I'm a neutral, episode, neutral. Anyway, thanks, Hyper Potions. Uh, no, you're listening to them right now. They're freaking great. Ryan uh, is the new host of No Refunds. I, I, I haven't been able from No Refunds. I haven't been able to, to pilot this episode at all. Goddamn, the the Hyper Potions are still good. Dwight, all these years your, later, put on your fucking piloting pants and get your shit together. My piloting yeah. pants. It, My piloting yeah. panties. I'm good. Get your metal Star Fox legs and take over. So way that way all the blood doesn't get sucked out of my head. Oh my god, um, what is happening? Anyways, thank you all very much for listening to this episode of No Refunds. Um, this I think is actually going to be a pretty long one from the looks of it. Um, 
Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> you can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We will read your emails on the next episode. Uh, thank you, Alex, Brian, and Tiffany for uh, joining me on this inaugural episode. Um, and I will catch you all next time. Bye. Meow. 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 Meow.